Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Carrie Gilbert. I'm Allison Gilbert. And you can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod and at TikTok at hold up podcast. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash hold up where we have a lot of fun stuff planned for 2024. I say so that now we have to plan it. But I'm unemployed now, so I've got time. I'm going to it's going to be fun. I'm going to have to take over our TikTok. Stuff's going to get deranged, you guys. Just join all our stuff. Okay. Carrie looked at me. I don't think I'm allowed to take over the TikTok. <laughs> you taking over the TikTok scares me just a little bit. I posted a TikTok yesterday. And it was delightful. Thank you. Um, I do run all my TikToks by you. Yeah. Anyway, this week, well, actually not this week, like weeks ago, we watched New Year's Eve. Excuse us for piling our episodes so that we can release them as they're meant to be released and enjoy the holiday season yes watch Um, something will come out between now and when this episode airs where it turns out that like i was gonna say ashton kutcher but like already canceled um turns out that like some actor in this movie like did something horrible and or like and we are like don't comment on it so that if that happens that's why yeah if between december 15th and january 1st Seth Meyers Some... turns out to be a serial killer. One, I'm gone from this world. I do not accept. No. And two, that's we're not commenting on it for that very reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, we watched New Year's Eve, which came out in 2011 and stars everyone that was famous in 2011. Carrie, higher or lower than uh, Practical Magic? Higher. No, no, we finally have a lower. Great. So um, this movie, has- but that means this is also lower than Four Christmases, and n- this is not a good movie. But I did enjoy watching this more than I enjoyed watching Four Christmases. Oh, I don't know that I, 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 I'm not gonna let you carry. I did chores while I watched this movie because one, I'm leaving town tonight, so I have a lot to do. But also, like, I couldn't sit there and just watch this movie. I found it so boring. Anyway, it has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't Ugh. think is our lowest. I think our lowest is First Daughter at 4. Oof. But, yeah, it's... It's not good. No, it's not. It's not, it's not good. a good movie. It has... It starts, like, go think about 2011 and think about every person that was, like, a big actor television or movies then, and that's the cast of this movie. Yeah. I did cry. Carrie, stop. Twice. There were two times I cried. There's a great 30 Rock line when they're talking about the Mary Marshall movies. And Tina Fey says she wells up when Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher runs to find Leah Michelle at New Year's. And she says, what can I say? I love it when the swarthy girl gets the guy. <laughs> um, I did not cry then. Do you want to guess? Or should I just tell you? Um... When Hilary Swank takes her father, Robert De Niro. This is one of those movies where, like, there's a thousand. Uh, was it when Halle Berry suddenly is a character and has a ha- her husband Common is overseas? See, yes. I hated that. I said it's too late to add new storylines. What uh, Halle Berry doesn't now. I understand that we've had Halle Berry do nothing in this movie, but it's too late for her now to have a storyline. It's been two hours. No, I agree that Halle Berry was criminally underused. Although, to be fair, she probably collected her check. And did like a day's worth of work. So, yeah, that's like the way they get actors to it. do these movies is they're like, you have to work for 45 minutes and we're going to pay you seven gajillion dollars. Yeah. And but, Halle Berry and Hilary Swank and Robert De Niro are all like, good news. 
Halle, Halle Berry is an excellent, excellent actor. Maybe besides Robert De Niro, the best actor in this movie. Um, sorry, Hilary Swank, but oh, I, I wrote down as a big tooth woman, Hilary Swank does not speak for me. I maybe feel like we've all been tricked into believing Hilary Swank is a good actress, but we can get into that. Um, play a trans person when you're a cis person, and everyone will think you're a good actor. But because Halle Berry is a good actor and her character is appealing in this, that scene did make me cry. The other scene that made me cry, you want to you want to keep guessing, or you want me to just tell you? Is it when Zach Efron called Michelle Pfeiffer his love interest pathetic? No. Also, we're is she his love interest? It's unclear. But we'll I choose to, to believe that. that these are their hairspray characters in an alternate universe. So Love we it. have the mean mother and Link fucking, which absolutely would happen. That's like the yeah. dark version of Hairspray. Love it. I need to spend the majority of this episode discussing who the fuck was like, we need like some someone kind of dowdy, someone down on their luck, not very pretty, not very attractive. And someone was like, I've got it. Michelle Pfeiffer. I. A famously I, unattractive. Like, are you? out of here you put her in a brown wig and like don't piss on my face and tell me it is raining get fuck off i made a list of things i'm supposed to believe in this movie and i don't and number two is michelle pfeiffer is dumpy in Uh, what world zach efron i was like he's doing verbal blackface because he keeps me like yo dog that's my girl and it's like efron troy bolton would never stop it yeah is he my favorite part of this movie though maybe um this movie actively wait you haven't sketched right you have not guessed the second time i cried the first was halle berry and talking to her husband it's not robert de niro dies spoiler alert no no robert de niro Uh, and hillary swank oh it's when ludacris's family shows up no a nice moment but no didn't cry if it's sarah jessica parker and josh Duhamel, oh i know because i got it's when it's when uh, Abigail Breslin is running because she sees the boy she has a crush on kissing another girl um, and she's running away and her mom Sarah Jessica parks her grabs her and hugs her because that's the only yes. point I got a little choked yeah yeah it's a because it's a perfect mother-daughter moment I love and then it. the girl like hugs her mom and then her mom lets her out yeah. it's like but you're still grounded I also need to talk about how these movies Ben said this and now I think it has to be true he, this is just a response to Love Actually. Like, all the day movies were, like, a response to Love Actually. Yeah? Yeah. And I looked oh, it up. Like, sure. Love Actually came out in 2004. The first day movie came out in 2010 was Valentine's Day. This is 2011. Mother's Day came out at a different point. Um, Because we do get a little... Like, this one has, like, ripped from Love Actually, like, a reveal that two characters are siblings. And it's Sarah Jessica Parker and Zac Efron. And we get that by him answering phone and going, hey, sis, which is my favorite shitty writing thing to do. I think, like, never in my life have I called you sis. Right. They do it with cousins, too. Hey, cuz, never in my life have I called up our cousin Anne and called her cuz. Her her name is Anne. I say, hey, Anne. She's aware of our relationship. Um, um, but anyway. She, she, it also did part. the thing where, like, we are made to believe that Hillary Swank and Josh Jumel are. Don't No, I knew from. To each I knew other. from Goddamn Jump. It was sarah jessica parker um because and because that's the both of them are blatantly saying it 
Um, but at one point, Sarah Jessica Parker calls Zach Efron to be like, hey, my teenage daughter is missing in New York City on New Year's Eve. Have you seen her? And he's straight up like, nah, but don't worry about it. She'll be fine. My guy, your 15-year-old niece is missing in the largest city on a in a dangerous city on a night where dangerous things happen. Shut the fuck up. Up, <laughs> at one point when abigail breslin is trying to convince her mother sarah jessica per- sarah jessica parker to let her go to times square on new year's eve which like never ever ever would i let my 15 year old go to times square on new year's eve never ever 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 so like am i team sarah jessica parker on this one yes yes i am but at one point also this is how i know that i'm in a different place in my life than i was when i watched this in 2011 because in 2011 i like did not have a strong opinion about whether or not abigail breslin went to times square and now I'm like, Sarah Jessica Parker is right, and I will have her back on this. And Abigail Breslin says, the world doesn't scare me. It scares you, Mom. Yeah, no fuck it doesn't scare you. You're 15. You're a teenager. It scares your mother because she actually has lived in the world. And she knows what the fuck she's talking about. The world's scary, You're Abigail 15. Breslin. Um, no, I and I'm that's... happy. I, I am glad that your mother has raised you in such a way that you feel safe in this world. That's lovely. But you're not. But... But you're but not you're safe 15. in this world. <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie actively works to pair up people who have no chemistry. Like, I cannot believe yes. that there are this many love stories. Like, there would be accidental chemistry. You know what I mean? Like, this movie is like, no, we don't want that. And part of it is there's too many storylines. And they're all too complex and not well written enough. For, uh, for any of these characters to be in any way fully developed. So then, like, we can't, I don't know why we're rooting for any of them at all. I mean, I'm actively rooting against Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle, but that's just where I am in life. But nobody has chemistry. The no. most chemistry was between Jessica Biel and Sarah Paulson. What have you guys kissed a little bit? Um, I think that the chemistry-wise, the best story is Zach Offron and Michelle Pfeiffer, but be, but not in a romantic way. Like, those two people don't have any romantic chemistry. I do feel like they had fun together. I don't feel like anybody else had fun making this movie. Oh, the little island that was Seth Meyers, Jessica Biel, Sarah Paulson, and that guy? That, that might be fair. And Carla Gugino? I was like, those guys are having fun. They don't know what movie they're in. No. They don't care. Seth Meyers? And admitted not a good actor. Like, not a good actor. I liked him. Yeah, uh, that's because he was playing Seth Meyers. That's because he's a nice guy. Like, I feel like... His, like sh- I don't know Seth Meyers at all. I don't know if he's nice or whatever. That's because his, like, thing is, like, nice dad. Yeah. And, like, my wife gave birth in a lobby. You know what I, I mean? I love like, that story. Um, uh, this was pretty this my way much like, in a lobby. felt like on brand for Seth Meyers. Yes. Um... Another funny part of the 30 Rock joke about the day movie. I think they're making, I think they're claiming like Leap Day is coming out. They use, and like, you know how these movies were all presented with like people's faces and squares. They had Seth Meyers from this movie. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, this has like 8,000 storylines. None of them are good. Seth Meyers, or just Seth Meyers. I feel Jeff- like this is the, these are the exact same things we said about Valentine's Day, you know, like it's the same. Yeah, I thought it was like, would it would be more fun if we watched this together and as we did with Valentine's Day. Are you going to make me watch Mother's Day or can this be it? Like, do we have to complete the trilogy? Yeah. I mean, Mother's Day is the worst of the three, I think. That Julia Roberts wig is all I can picture. 
Um, I wrote Ashton Kutcher, Leah Michelle, two dumb bitches saying exactly to each other. Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle, two people who have not like do they share publicists? Because I swear to God, they are like two people in Hollywood who like every refuse to be canceled. They refuse to be canceled, but every time they step in it, like they just make it worse for themselves. Like I swear to God, they must be sharing a PR manager. Yes, but then they both still have careers. Yeah, remarkably, remarkably. Oh, number three on my list of someone's wig, and that girl got brought like she's a monster, and and got a lead on Broadway. Yeah, wild. Um, Ashley Kutcher's a rape apologist, and that man's still getting work. Like, where's a rape apologist? That man was like, "This man deserves to racist." I we're not, we're not gonna get into it. It's so dark, but no. (laughs) Yesterday, I was with Jamie and Melissa. Melissa was like, "So I went down a black hole on Danny Masterson today," and I was like, "It's a tough place to be." It's a tough place to be, and she was like, "So I started because I was like." reading about Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and how much they suck and that took me down the Danny Masterson Nolan and and uh there's a lot of darkness there but she found and I think I've seen it before an old clip where Danny Masterson's on Conan O'Brien mm, and he like, was, makes some, some joke when he got uh sentenced yeah and Conan O'Brien's like one of these days you're gonna go to jail mm-hmm. and like isn't joking <laughs> like uh yeah darkness. I forget the yeah. story they're telling but Conan it like appears uncomfortable as he should be um by the way okay so number two on my list of things i'm supposed to believe but absolutely do not was michelle pfeiffer as dumpy number three was leah michelle doesn't want to sing any chance she's given i sing for is in the shower and then two minutes later she's like have a little faith in me yeah she's like oh i don't sing f- like and i was like bitch if you were stuck in an elevator for some guy and he was like oh sing, you'd be like uh, what key do you want me to do it in? Like, I was stuck in an elevator with... Who would you rather be stuck in a... Their storyline is they're stuck in an elevator. That's all you need to know. Who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with? Ashton Kutcher. And he hates New Year's Eve because some girl broke his heart. We don't get more information. And she is John Bon Jovi's backup singer and she has to get to the concert. Yeah, that's right. I said John bon, John Bon Jovi is a character in this movie. Who's the, that was my number one thing I'm supposed to believe and absolutely do not was Catherine Heigl and John Bon Jovi are a couple. What, what those two people have not met each other they made no. this movie they've never been in the same room together no they still um, haven't even after no that's what i'm saying movie, like they made they, this movie they never saw each other yeah um also like can i say i'm gonna get back to ashton kutcher and Lee michelle but like Catherine heigl went on like a tirade about what a terrible movie um knocked up was she got no comments on this one well honey after she killed her Girl. own career she had to start taking some shit make some comments on this one anyway um, um but she she does have moments where i find her funny and like I, if you if you're a listener of this podcast you know that i am a longtime Grey's anatomy fan i've watched it from the beginning but like every time that she's funny i'm surprised like even though i know Catherine Feigl is funny but like anytime she's funny i'm like oh right she doesn't have a sense of humor although fun fact she did do uh that movie that disney channel movie with justin timberlake whose wife is also in this movie do you think they talked about it no because nobody on this movie saw each other what movie with justin timberlake Oh, I'm sorry. That's Maggie Lawson. I'm getting you're getting Wish Upon a Star, star and Model and Behavior Confused. Model Behavior Confused. They're both wow. incredible movies. Um, yeah, she was in Wish. Otherwise, have nothing in common. Although I Disney do Channel see... original movies from the same era, and she and Maggie Lawson are, you know, yeah, they, they have like that Kevin Bacon, Ethan Hawke thing, where it's like you don't, you can't exist in the same place, same font. Yeah, same for font. sure. 
Um, uh, who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with, Ashton Kutcher or Leah Michelle, or throw yourself down the shaft? I might throw myself down the shaft. Truly, I'll take the shaft, baby. Um, I like she's gonna I, sing at you. Yeah, I think I'd have to go Ashton Kutcher because like he's gonna like proselytize about like something that's wrong you know what i mean he's gonna talk about like how he's saving the children and then you're like are you in a cult like you know what i mean like he's gonna he's he's got those vibes yes but i also feel like ashton kutcher can be like a normal person long enough to like be stuck in an elevator with i'm not sure leah michelle is ever like normal person like i feel like ashton kutcher can mask his crazy a little bit better they also so, imply like, that they're stuck there for tolerable. eight hours like yeah. how long until she sings at you and then threatens to shit in your wig you know Probably like 45 minutes. Um, oh, the best part of this movie is there's like a voiceover at the beginning, which because again, we are just trying to recreate Love Actually and doing it poorly. Because uh, say what you will about Love Actually, and we have, and we will re-release. It's a good, it's a well-made movie. Yes. This is not. Um, at the beginning, there's a voiceover that I think is Hilary Swank. And she's like, well, the meaning of New Year's Eve is about like coming all these people at the same time all over the world, which no time change exists, come together to celebrate one thing. And that's it's like, yeah, babe, it's capitalism. This entire movie is a commercial. Yeah, there's literally a, it's a commercial light bulb thing behind you. It's a commercial to the point where we literally have product placement and like sponsors like the Nivea sponsorship is still there. In this pretend world. Oh, yeah. Like, looking. I did think, like, when you film at Times Square, do you have to get clearance for all the ads that are always up? Or do you, you, like, put up specific ads? Like, I did wonder. I don't know. Who's to say? It's not my business. Um, How have I failed as a writer when this is a movie, like, what if we just write a lot of exposition for over two hours? Over mm-hmm. two hours, two plus hours. Yeah. Also, this is a Gary Marshall movie where Hector Elizondo doesn't show up until like the last thirty minutes. Well, Hector Elizondo is an important part of this movie. Which, uh, what's what am I looking for? Begs the question. Begs the question. Begs the question. Presents That's the question. Not, which, sure, one of those things. Who cares? the end of the year i have no brain power left what if people had accents and we made fun of them uh-huh sure hector elizondo is doing like a weird eastern european accent and sofia vergara because it's 2011 is just playing dumb hot slutty foreigner who like her chef's jacket is just like got her tatas up to her chin yeah and also at one point she says in my country if men get down on one knee they're either proposing or they've been shot Yes. Which, like, you know, I love the racist Hispanic jokes. The other thing is because, like, there are there are people of color in this movie, but they are background. Like, I still don't know why Ludacris was there. Ha- as always, happy to have him. Just to be supportive of Hillary Swank so we think that's her love story. I don't know. I don't understand. And Halle Berry, again, is we attempt to give her a story two hours into this movie. It's too late. Everyone else is white or Sofia Vergara or Hector Elizondo, and we're making fun of them. And Hector Elizondo isn't even playing a, a Latino. He's playing a, like a Russian or something. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Halle Berry and Ludacris are really only there in service to the white people's stories. Ludacris, like, quite literally, like, he's just there so Hillary's fan can be like, I'm so glad you're here. And what's their relationship? Just friends? Like, are they buddies? Do they work together? He's a cop. He's a cop, but he, like, works in the building of the Times Square Alliance. It's not clear. But it's also, like, clear. he's just there supporting her the whole time. And it's like, you're a police officer on New Year's Eve. Don't you have something else to be doing? Like, this can't be your beat yeah. tonight, you know? Also, how do you get the job of, like, the person in charge of the ball drop? Wild. That's, that's not, I, that cannot be a real job. No, I'm sure it is a real job. Like, there has to be, like, No, not, the like, the one manager. person who's, like... But she's like, I'm the vice president of the Times Square Alliance, and if the ball doesn't drop, it's my fault. And one light went out, so the thing is ruined. So we must call Hector Elizondo a fancy, like, the world's most famous electrician who can't figure it out. This is the dumbest movie I've ever watched. I I think this is worse than Four Christmas. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is worse than Four Christmases. I hate myself. Um... I do appreciate that Cherry Jones has a monopoly on playing wealthy, powerful businesswoman. It's like you're making something and you're like, we need um, a, a wealthy, powerful businesswoman. Please call Cherry Jones. Thank you and good night. Is this how she and Sarah Paulson met? No, they were, they'd were they been together and broken up by this point. Seriously? They were both in relationships with other people by this point. Yeah, they broke up in 2009. So they were never together on this set? Yes, but also, because I did look it up once they, like, both were in this movie. I was like, were they together at this point? Um, they split amicably. So, like, I, you know, you know they lesbians. They all split they, amicably. Like, oh, that's true. They all still hang out together. Um, Sorry, that's a that's a stereotype. But I do feel like it's a thing, like, lesbians are very good at being like, yeah, we used to sleep together. Yeah, we used to live together. But, like, we're still best friends. Um, I, I, wanted, I wanted the Sarah Paul- yeah, I wanted the Sarah Paulson Jessica Beale story to turn lesbian. I was like, I think they should sure. fall in love. Naturally. Another great line, just the expositional lines, is at one point Seth Myers comes. This, this storyline is like they're trying to have the first baby born in the new year because then the hospital gives you $25,000, which like in what world? But okay. Um, and Seth Myers comes home and he's like, I was able to get this with my vet tech ID, with my vet tech student, with my vet veterinary school student ID. And it's like, Thank you for one. I don't care what your job is. It's unimportant. And also I get it. Like you guys, you have a beautiful apartment for being in vet school. Also. And also that's never explained why they need money. Like either couple. It's like give me a reason to root for you. Is the other couple, this is their third kid and like kids are expensive. But Seth Meyers says, so the the reward is $25,000. And Seth Meyers says, before it's revealed that he's in vet school, Seth Meyer says that will pay off my student loan. <laughs> then it's revealed he's in vet school. Sir, what? What vet school are you going to? Maybe it's I don't paying know off his undergrad single, student loan. Maybe it's on his undergrad student loan. I don't know a single fucking person that got out of vet school for less than six figures. I didn't I didn't go to vet school. I went to dumb grad school and I didn't get out for less than six <laughs> figures. Truly. If you got out of vet school with twenty five thousand dollars in loans, you're you have rich you're parents. You're yeah. What the fuck? Um, and then at the end, they just decide to like give it to Sarah Paulson and that guy. So they're like, so that guy's like, my the baby was born at twelve oh four. When was your baby born? And Seth Myers is like twelve oh five, which is clearly a lie. And then Carla Gugino, the OBGYN, the only person I trust in this movie, is like, 
1205 it is. And it's like, I don't think we're allowed to be falsifying birth records. <laughs> Carla. That's okay. Dr. Gugino. She's going to take, take down all, an entire billionaire family in a little while. It's fine. But, uh, spoiler. Sorry. What's wrong with you? I haven't even spoiler. started. Um, you know that from the beginning that, like, that's what's happening. So. Okay, well. You don't know why, but, like, you know that that's what's happening. Anyway. Um, nominated for a Golden Globe. I'm, I really am happy for Carla Gugino. She's excellent in those shows. Anyway, uh. so we're rec- we recorded Four Christmases and New Year's Eve at the same time. And both of these movies, the biggest question that I walk away from is, what are these casts? Because at one point, Joey McIntyre is there. And I just was like, what? Joey. And then Joey McIntyre is getting married. And Josh Jumel is there. It's unimportant. But then he turns to Josh Jamal and is like, you're the only single one left, you dumbass. And it's a real choice to like the second after you get married, chastise your single friends for still being single. And it is something that has happened to me. Also, so Joey McIntyre is the implication because Joey McIntyre's bride who is like, my cousin will pay you to the pastor. She's like, my cousin will pay you ostensibly josh jumel is her cousin we come to find out josh jumel is incredibly wealthy and comes from this incredibly wealthy family that like owns a record label cherry jones son right he she's he's cherry jones's son and these two people are getting married at some like tiny little chapel like hours outside of new york city yeah so we can have why the, the pastor and his family the pastor played by the teacher slash mom's love interest from Princess Diaries and his wife, Lisa Simpson, drive him into the city. I kept right. forgetting Josh Jamel. I like every time we went back to Josh Jamel, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I need an explanation for why this couple, both of them, presumably very wealthy, chose to get married on New Year's Eve in some chapel in some town that they evidently have no connection to. What? So that we can get Josh Jamel out of town and we can run the risk of him not getting to this party to make this speech or meeting this woman he agreed to meet with a year ago. But none of that's really set up, so I don't know why we care. The, this movie could be called I Don't Know Why I Care. Also, that guy that is in all of Gary Marshall's movies, he's like the makeover guy in Princess Diaries, is the tow truck guy. And like he, he says, like, I can't help you. My I got big plans tonight, too. And the movie is telling us that, like, Ashton Kutcher's plans are bigger. And this guy's like, well, my girlfriend and I are going to drink a 12-pack and watch porn. And I'm like, listen, I understand he's not going to, like, a Josh big New party. What? You said Ashton Kutcher. Josh Jamel's plans are bigger. Right. Potato, potato when it comes to those two. But you're right. Josh Jamel. Um, the movie's like, he has much bigger plans. And then we find out that. The other guy's plans are a 12-pack in porn Yeah, with his girlfriend, which, like, I understand he's not going to some big fancy New Year's Eve party, but honestly, his plans prefer- sound preferable. It sounds like an awesome New Year's Eve. A, a big party, crowded party with overpriced booze and food. In or- New York, in, in, like, Times Square or near it. Because also, does that party have anything to do with the ball dropping? Because John Bon Jovi keeps being at both. It's not clear to me. He was Super booked for both things? Like, we, we double booked- jensen or whatever his just call him john bon jovi like <laughs> why are we making him a different musician oh and then also when he can't be at times square they're like backup singer you do it and it's like these people paid for jensen bon jovi they're gonna be pissed if i went to go see john bon jovi and it was leah michelle instead i would 
riot. That's not even like a comparable substitute. That's like when the Instacart person is like, oh, they didn't have any apples. So like I bought you a watermelon instead. And it's like, sir, those. It's not even a good analogy, Carrie, because people like watermelon. It's like when it's like when you, so, it's like when the, the Instacart person buys you apples and instead they bring you a gun. <laughs> oh. oh, Lee Michelle's gonna I'm gonna get put on her list. Whatever, I can take her. She's Ozempic week. Allegedly, Carrie. I'm not cutting it out. Allison. You know, you know what? We'll send her a transcript of this podcast and she won't be able to read it. allegedly allegedly i really need like uh, a white paper on like where that rumor started because it is an excellent rumor it's one of my favorite celeb conspiracy theories that like is absolutely not true but it's fun to say um no there are a lot of weird like you can't even call them cameos because this whole movie is just cameos right true like Alyssa milano has one line uh carrie yules has like two lines he's he's robert de niro's doctor doctor yeah um oh a jim belushi at one point i was just like jim belushi and ben from the other room goes is he playing a repairman (laughs) and i said yes and he was like that makes sense like yes he is Uh, matthew broderick matthew broderick also every time i see matthew broderick and like i know it but like every time i see him i'm reminded that they are they are truly one of the original like settler and reacher couple Hollywood couples. He's the reacher, she's the settler. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Some people don't like the way Sarah Jessica Parker looks. I think Sarah Jessica Parker is beautiful. I do too. Her outfit at the end was bananas, and he was like, "You look stunning." And I'm like, "She's in like a neck to toes gown with full sleeves." Like, yeah, no, her dress. Show was... us some tits, Sarah Jessica Parker. Jesus. Her dress was wild. Also, like she made it herself. Question mark. It was wild. I... Because she's but, like a costume. Why do we keep trying to give these people careers? I don't care. Um, but I do. I understand that she is not like classically beautiful. I think she is stunning. And I think Matthew Broderick. Enormously talented. A weird fucking looking dude. I. I was to believe. That Sarah Jessica Parker and Josh Jamel wanted to make out with each other. Correct. That didn't come across to me. No. Another, I, those are also two people who I don't believe have ever met each other. No, still, they did that. Oh, how did they make uh Jonah Hill and Lauren London kiss in that movie? They did that by yeah. CG, yeah, yeah. Um, good, you know what, Lauren London, I wouldn't have kissed him either. Um, I can't <laughs> think of a single couple who kissed in this movie who did have chemistry, Ludacris and his wife, <laughs> Ludacris and the extra who played his wife. He, correct like i'm not even sure she's in this in in the union you know what i mean like i'm not sure no no that was central casting that was a woman from central casting um at one point ben walked out of the room after seeing like a second of this movie and just went this is ludicrous and then went i didn't mean i didn't even mean to make a pun that was an excellent pun excellent uh chris ludicrous bridges um, you know what i want i want ludicrous and carlage gugino in a christmas rom-com together sure sure I would watch that. Yeah, who wouldn't? Those are beautiful. He has people. a Christmas rom com out right now. Is um, it? Is it the Eddie Murphy one? No, it's on Disney Plus. It's him and is it the Eddie Murphy one. I didn't think Eddie Murphy was in it. Hold on. Christmas Candy Kathleen. Huh? 
Candy Cane Lane. No, I think it's called Dashing Through the Snow. No. It's called Dashing Through the Snow. I'm almost okay. certain of it. I haven't seen it. I haven't, or I haven't seen evidence of it, but we can watch it at home. I'll be home in like 12 hours. Dashing I have to pack first. What time is it? How late am I going to be? It's fine. Little Ray Howie. Little Rel. Little Rel Howie. And Tiana Paris. I have a question. Are we just Tiana jumping Paris? around? No, I'm going back oh. to this movie. I'm just jumping through okay. storylines because you can't Go stick on. with one. Michelle Pfeiffer oh. is supposed to be John Lithgow's sure. assistant. Correct. And she quits. But then yes. hires Zach Efron for the day with what money? If she had oh. money, she would get her hair fucking fixed. She doesn't have money. She's an assistant who quit her job. Oh, but the implication being like she doesn't ever spend her money because she's like dowdy. So she like has money. Ugly you know women I mean? don't spend money. If yeah. only that were true. Ugh. Um. No, I, that part didn't. Like that was the most believable thing in this entire movie. <laughs> that part was like. <laughs> Fine. That would have been the thing that bumped me most about that storyline if we weren't meant to believe that Michelle Pfeiffer was in any way didn't look like Michelle Pfeiffer. Right. Yeah. It's my favorite thing in movies. Like, no wonder I hate myself when you when they're like, let's make this person so ugly by just putting a brown wig on them. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And like at least uh, we have Carla Gucci. She's awkward because she fell in trash this morning. Like, what? and then she tells John Lithgow, she was like, I almost died. And it was like, no, you didn't. You fell in trash. Get over yourself, Michelle Pfeiffer. Fine um yeah also i recognize the boy that abigail breslin has a crush on i looked him up and i recognize his name i still don't know who he is and like it's he one was of those on wizards of waverly place which is past our time he was on that show the fosters which we never watched mm-hmm. i think he did something bad i will jake not look t austin further. yeah it's one of those names like when i hear it i'm like that's a person, but I couldn't tell you who. I he, feel he like he was he like a celebrity kid. I think he was like the next generation Shia LaBeouf, but maybe without the talent. Oh, okay, great. And I'm not implying that he's done anything bad as Shia LaBeouf has, because well, I do think there's like something in my brain that is like he did something. I don't know that to be true, so I'm not going to. Yeah, and I'm you know not the Googling other it. thing that I was like this this doesn't make any sense. This is the thing that I'm like I can't get past is. Catherine Heigl runs her own catering company. She's been hired to cater the biggest party of the year. She is the head chef. And every time they show her doing something, it's chopping fruit for the fruit plate. And her That's- sous chef, Sofia Vergara's job seems to be... Do nothing. Do Say words incorrectly and have boobs. Which... Is that a job I can get? But... Clearly, we don't know what head chefs do because chopping fruit is not it. At one point, she's going around the party saying, did you like it? It's like it's not a restaurant. She would – Cherry Jones would want her ass in the back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She could Leah Michelle do dumb bitches saying exactly, which you could also – is us. It's also you and I on this podcast. Well, sure. Um... Oh, Seth Meyers – Jessica Beale's water broke, except then they show a full shot of her body and she's dry as a bone. There's not amniotic. Did she changed pants. She put anywhere. on the cute pink pants. No, before they, she threw the cute pink pants, which I'm wearing cute pink pants. They like showed her. Honestly, and, thought you didn't have pants on this whole time. Thought you didn't have pants on. 
that would be a move. But um, but then he's like, we got to get a cab, but we can't get a cab on New Year's Eve. A classic New Year's Eve rom-com thing. When Harry, like, it is the point of when Harry met Sally, then he has to run day. Amazing. Let's see Seth Meyers get his wife to the hospital when they can't catch a cab. Catches the cab the second, second time he tries. Hails one cab that goes by. The second one he gets. Someone steals it from him. No, don't they, then they end have to up take in a rickshaw? Because yeah. someone steals the cab, but he hails the second cab he tries to get. Oh, okay. Sure, sure. Like, get out of here. And then he's like, I've lived in New York my whole life. I know how to hail a cab. Yeah, we all know how to hail a cab, Seth Myers. That doesn't mean there are more available on New Year's Eve. Right. True story. Deliver your wife's baby in the lobby of your apartment like you're supposed to. Um Ryan Seacrest is there, which is always a jump scare. Um, um and, and they refer to him as Mr. New Year's Eve. When I understand that he's like the new Dick Clark, but like when did we bestow him that title? Because I was not consulted and I'm not okay with it. No, it's gonna be AC squared. True. Yeah. Right. Um, where did Melissa Alyssa Milano come from? Uh, oh, when John Ben Oh, so the John Ben Jovi Catherine Heigl storyline is stakesless. He proposed to her and then ran and they broke up. And so she's mad at him for three minutes and then she immediately forgives him and nothing else is keeping her apart except she keeping them apart except he has to perform because he's jensen and she has to cook food for this party but she's sort of done being mad at him for abandoning her girl needs to learn to hold a grudge but she won't get back with him well but then he comes later to like make his final plea he's never going to leave her again proposing to you is the greatest thing i ever did leaving you is the worst blah 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 and she is eating chocolates and she spits it out. And it's like, because less demand see you eat food. Right. Less the man you literally were living with and were going to marry sees you eat food. It's just, It was just a wild, uh, wild to me. I was at one point just wrote the phone question mark. Oh, because John Bon Jovi says to Catherine Heigl, he, he had, it turns out that he had only agreed to play at this party if they hired her catering company and he was like, I needed to talk to you. And it was the only way I, there are several other ways. Also um, after his email, grand text. like grand speech of how much he loves her, she like makes a joke about makeup sex. And I was like, these two people. Uh, They've never met. Have, like they ha- would never have sex with each other. I cannot imagine these two people having sex with one another ever, 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 ever. There is yeah. zero sexual chemistry. These people need more clothes, not less. Eight more chef's jackets on Catherine. <laughs> truly, truly, like uh, her nipples, like like got soft. That's how unturned on by John Bon Jovi she is. That's all I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, very. Are they the couple with the least amount of chemistry? Maybe. Well, okay, what are the couples in this movie? Because some of the stories are not romantic. So you're talking about, like, of the romantic couples who has the least chemistry? Yeah, I think it also might be SJP and Josh Duhamel. Well, but we don't ever see them together. There's no chance for them to have chemistry. They run to their make out at the end, and it's like, I don't need to see that. Also, when he tells the family in the RV about their, like, chance meeting on New Year's Eve, he's like, she, like, looks at me and she's like, no, but how's your heart? and and he was like who says that like it's some and my reaction was like no but really who says that like no one talks like that what what carrie bradshaw 
Carrie Bradshaw they, would say that shit. Are they 22? Like, no, I don't believe that. Uh, oh, Bloomberg at one point is there, and it's like, I ugh. need the cameo. Like, ugh. Get Bloomberg out of here. We get it. We're Bloomberg in New York. We understand. Um, oh, Seth Meyers says how dilated his wife is. <laughs> oh, the one line that did make me laugh, though, is um, the nurse when they're like, first of all, like, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't had babies, but like, you need a medical professional to measure your dilation. It's not correct. So he runs in there and he's like, the contractions are six minutes apart. And the nurse says like in cervix and he goes, she has one. And I did laugh. <laughs> yes. Because that also he would not know how many. And then he's like, no, she's four centimeters dilated. And it's like, how do you know that Seth might get out of Jessica Beale's vagina. Let Carla Cugina do her job. Yeah. That's what a doctor is for or a nurse. Uh-huh. Uh there's one point where the, a woman is closing an elevator and we do it for a minute and a half in this two, two hour plus movie. Yeah. And if I hadn't already died from hearing Leah Michelle and John Bon Jovi do a duet of Have a Little Faith in Me, that would have killed me. Um, Josh Jumel gives a speech at the end, again, with like some absurd platitudes that make no sense, but about like in the new year, like let's take risks and like whatever. And I was just like, God, I love when millionaires make speeches about taking risks. Like, yeah, no shit, you can take a risk. Like, if you fail, you're still a millionaire, asshole. Oh, he did have a nice white scarf when he was running through. He did. He looked. Listen, listen, Josh Jumel was basically useless in this movie, but the man. I can't think of anyone that was useful. And he can wear a tux quite well. Should we in the new year? do win a date with ted hamilton oh my god please i love that movie or at least i did as a teenager love i haven't the, that movie. i haven't seen it i haven't seen it years, since but i'm sure I the was, last time i saw it was christina kelly's basement we were probably eating pancakes one sunday morning i was obsessed with it we can do we should oh my god this is what we should do we should do win a date with ted hamilton as our regular episode and then our patreon should be the uh abc family original that was like the abc family original version of win a date with ted hamilton that starred um bradley cooper and i forget who the girl no idea what you're talking about but i'm in hold on bradley cooper was the ted hamilton no bradley cooper was for grace well yes except the premise wasn't that because i think when a date with ted hamilton for grace is like her best friend right and is like he's been there all along and she just didn't notice yes this premise is that she it's like a show where you go to like fall in love with the superstar and she ends up falling in love with bradley cooper his manager and best friend amazing um right. cue it up babe hold on i gotta figure out who the girl is you keep talking about new year's Eve while i figure out who the girl oh, is i have a note that just says the bens because they showed all the new year's babies the bens. oh it's ben yeah did his parents win twenty five thousand dollars? ben He's not answering me, so I'll text him. How far back in Bradley Cooper's IMDb do you think I have to go to find this parent? Bradley Cooper was in Failure to Launch. Didn't we watch that movie? Yeah, isn't he one of the friends? I want to marry Ryan Banks. Great. Amazing. Um, It is Jason Priestley, Bradley Cooper, and Emma Caulfield, who um, was on Buffy. Love it. Who wasn't on Buffy? Um, 
where do, I wonder where where I can watch this movie because it's yeah we might it might not be available. Do you think like Bradley Cooper's people had it scrubbed from TV? Free Lisa Simpson. Um, we've also seen her on this podcast before. Do you remember where we've seen her before? On Lisa this? Simpson. She has a real. She's like a very well respected actress. Yes. Actress. Um, hang on, I can get them and get there. Let me get her real name. It's streaming on Peacock. That's what we're doing. Our regular episode. Yardley will be Smith. One That's right. Handle. Yardley Smith. What? Where have where have we seen her? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Uh, as good as it gets. Who is she? In as good as it gets. Um, Greg Kinnear's like agent or manager or something. She has been voicing Lisa Simpson since. 1987 good for her honestly good she must her. wipe her ass with like a ten thousand dollar bill yeah good for her and she probably she... can like go out in the world and like not be mobbed by people you know like love that for her Yardley um, smith net worth celebritynetworth.com 85 million. 85 million dollars. Good for her. Good for her. Um, and that's there are too many a people on celebritynetworth.com. Yes, which is famously accurate in its estimate of people's mm-hmm. net worth. Um, this movie at the end, like when we hit midnight, there were too many people kissing cops. This movie was. I said, but don't they have, are, that, are you allowed to do that? Are cops allowed to just make out with people on the street? Like, I feel like they're supposed to be doing crowd control. Right. Why is nobody doing their jobs? Ludacris is just up hanging with his family and Hillary Swank, not doing his job. The other cops that are meant to like save people from running on the stage for John Bon Jovi are making out with people. It's not propaganda. It's not showing any of them doing a good job at their jobs. Yep. No. Maybe this is an ACAB masterpiece. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not. Oh. How did Zach Efron do this? When he's like got her swinging at like fucking Rockefeller Center. I was like, what? 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 It's set what? up. He calls in a favor with his sister, Sarah Jessica Parker. Right, I forgot about Sarah Jessica Parker. I forgot they were sisters. Um, this is the longest two hours of my life. Yeah, so much well, could have been cut down. This on top of Four Christmases. I did you watch both this morning? No, no, I, I watched Four Christmases a couple of days ago, but yeah, it, it was rough. It's been a rough week for movie watching. It has, but later this week we get to watch the winner of our. 12 days of one tree hill christmas movie we brackets, can say what but... it is here it's already out we've already oh yeah it's already it's out. in the timeline we watched a biltmore christmas r11 so if you haven't joined our patreon and listened to that i the wow. episode's great we haven't recorded it yet or watched the movie but it's gonna be and when you listen to this we will have already watched it recorded it and aired the episode and loved it I, and spoiler alert we're gonna love so it weird i don't know that i'm gonna love it i, I actually don't you, either here's but... the prediction i will make I bet I will both like it and think it's better than this and Four Christmases. We usually at this point in the show tell you what our next episode is going to be. We don't know because we haven't planned 2024 yet. We are going to do that. Maybe it's when a date with Hamilton. 
maybe we'll put up a little like thing on Instagram that's like here presenting our first episodes of the year, like they do on SNL. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I mean, we're basically SNL. So, I mean, watched a movie with Seth Meyers in it. Um. So we don't know what our first. Well, this is our first episode of twenty. 20- it's twenty twenty four. Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, wild. Welcome to 2024. Wild. Time is a flat circle. Um, But our next episode of 2024, we will figure out and announce. Um, Maybe we'll announce it for, maybe we'll announce our schedule for the Patreons first or something. Um, And thank you for listening. Thank you for a wonderful 2023. It was a rough year. This being able to continue to do this podcast for all of you is a, is a true light. I mean that quite genuinely. I feel like we say at the end of every year. Been a rough it's year. been like a rough since year. Since 2020, we've every year we're like, no, I lied. Since 2016, at the end of every year, we're like, we weren't it's doing this in year. 2016. When did we start this? 2018. Okay, but even still, um, like we've just been like, no, but like okay. I'm, personally for me, this was a bad uh, career year. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Uh, yes, and being able to get to do this is was maybe the only creative I engaged in this year. Um, but genuinely. It's a joy to get to do this for all of you. And so thank you for listening. We will see. We had the discussion we have every year, which is like, do we still like doing this and want to do it? And the answer is yes. So we'll see you in 2024. Bye. Bye.